Blog Talk Radio. Pulling rabbits from his hat Oh, well, I didn't know it worked like that Sounds great until you do the math And now people waking up Poking heads out of their stuff What an expensive turtle shell It was probably just as well because Oh, I don't want to be the machine Powered by
teachers get a raise Cause it's time that they got paid And we legalize the shit Tax the fuck right out of it How hungry people eat That's a ride with me So, welcome to the Legacy Forum. This is likely to be the most exciting Legacy Forum we've ever had. We are live, and when I say live, I mean live in St. Augustine with Amy Hendrickson and some other accomplices we'll be getting around to lately. That was Amy Hendrickson on The Machine, starting off our shows we do each and every week here on the Legacy Forum. This is Robin and Harry Shabri. Legacy Forum is our way of giving back. Your future is bright. It's bright as it's ever been, but you just got to realize that, and you've got to take control. You can take control by calling us and dialing 347-677-0699. Three four seven six seven seven zero sixty nine nine, and you can find us on the internet by going to blogtalkradio.com. So I have like one, two, three, four, six set eyes staring at me. I'm not used to that, but we're having fun. And Harry has had fun all week preparing our list of things to know. So what in the hell do we need to know this week, Harry Shaver? Well. First of all, you need to know where we're at. We are at Barley Republic in St. Augustine, Florida. It's, it says it's a halfway home, but let me tell you what they're known for. They are known for craft beer, and we just left home of the craft beers in Fort Collins, Colorado. We come down to St. Augustine, and we have craft beer with fish and chips. And let me tell you, Sarah and Red are awesome here at Barley Republic, and I love this place. Great people, great staff, but something else you need to know, you need to know this. It rains diamonds on Saturn and Jupiter. Know this, 90% of the cells that make up the human body aren't human, but mostly fungi and bacteria. Know this, turtles can breathe out their ass. (laughs) Know this, every two minutes we take more pictures than all of the humanity in the 19th century. Know this, the probability of you drinking water that has also passed through a dinosaur is almost 100%. Okay, I'm tired now, and I don't even drink. You should be tired after all that nonsense, but, 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 but we have got a great show for you guys. Came down to sing on scene. We've listened for the last couple of hours to Amy Hendrickson playing some live music, and now we're sitting at Barley's. Barley Republic here in St. Augustine with Amy Hendrickson and some other artists that are involved in Local Honey. And we've got Amy on the line. We're going to go to her now. And Amy is going to tell us about where we are. We are approaching our halfway mark. If you've been listening to Legacy Forum, you know what Local Honey is. If you've been on my Facebook page or Harry's Facebook page, you know what Local Honey is. So tonight, Amy... We are halfway. We're getting close. Give us an update. What's going on? Dun, dun, dun for the newsroom. So as of today, a few hours ago, 
we are at eleven thousand twenty-seven dollars. So excited. And I have Michael Gordon here joining me, who is one of the local honeybees. Hello, 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 everyone. And his very lovely girlfriend, Ollie. Hi. And, of course, Eric Hood is on the line waiting. With uh, He is our director and partner in crime. But things are good. We have a big show here tomorrow night. It's going to be five out of the 15 of us playing. And we hope to – it's our halfway home show is what we're calling it. So, so happy to be here. Four grand and nine hundred and something dollars. Math, not good. Not hey, good. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I have no doubt it's gonna happen. I see a lot of excited people sitting in front of me. I think that this project is something that St. Augustine needed, and I think that it will bring you guys to the forefront. And the thing that appeals to me so much about what you guys are doing, not only are you promoting your craft through all the performers that work so tirelessly here, you're also giving homage, you're paying homage to the people that have gone before you. You tell me stories of the people that brought the first guitar to St. Augustine and what have you. So you know where your roots came from. You're paying homage and you're honoring that. And, Amy, one of the things I've always admired about you is that you are not just out there for yourself. You're always out there for others and other local artists and your open mic nights and what have you. But, so, you know, hats off to you for helping the, the music scene and seeing all, seeing all the ways you have. But where are we? We're at the halfway mark. So we're doing well there. And then you were sharing with us earlier about some things on the um, the project that you some new twists, some new developments. What were those? So this week has been in particular exciting because we've nailed down our 20 big interviews. So the 15 of us recording the album are going to be the backbone of the film. The process, being at the house, uh, the individual interviews, as well as like the studio side of it. But the 20 big interviews are people like Jim DeBito who's owned a recording studio on Crescent Beach for the last 40 years. And in the 70s, he recorded Roy Orbison, George Harrison, Tom Petty. We also have, like, some of the premier jazz players in town who are still gigging, but gigged in the city pre-segregation back when B.B. King was playing on West King and back when Ray Charles was going to FSCD. And they're going to be shedding some light on what the music scene was like here pre- and post-segregation because – which is this is like super exciting. I go on and on about it because I found out that there were certain white players that had permission because they were local boys to go into the black clubs. Whereas, and there were also some African-American players who, because they were local, had permission to play in the unsegregated clubs. So we're going to dive a little bit into that, but the, the best we can do is cast a wide net because you've not only got the colonial history of music in the city, but you've got segregation, post-segregation, all the boys in the 60s and 70s. I mean, we're babies compared to what's, what's happened here before. But getting those 20 locked down the street was epic. And probably the longer you work on the project, the more you work on the project, the more far-reaching it could go. It could go. It's just a ripple effect. 
So at some point you're just going to have to say, okay, we have to stop, I'm sure. But I can't wait to see the completed project. So, Eric, you're hanging on yep. over there. What what uh, are you doing? This is um, like what your – how many documentaries have you done, Eric? Uh, including this one? Yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> uh, one. Yes, one. That would be one. And this is going to be the greatest one you've ever done. It's going to be incredible. Just by the, um, the footage that we've seen already, it's looking great. So tell us about some of the challenges and some of the some of the fun that you've had just doing the filming and your learning curves. And well, and luckily I've helped from people like the gentleman that just showed up, Selena. Uh, Selena Tommy's over here, and he has been tons and tons of help. I did have a lot of uh, help from these guys in Denver called Ramble West, which is kind of how I got my start and have learned it, guys, but... This guy over here is definitely helping me out through some of the, the technical aspects of tackling this project. Well, one of the things I want I want to remind everybody of today is, is Labor Day, and the first Labor Day was held in 1882. And why that's significant is because what Amy's doing is putting music back in the hands of, of people. Because today when you listen to somebody, what you hear is some fancy um, recording studio that can make even me sound good. What she's done is she's gotten to the heart and soul of this country because, after all, music is the heart and soul in everybody. Like the first Labor Day, which, is, which stemmed for the labor unions and, and recognized workers that really built this country, she, too, is dwelling back into what made music great. So, Eric, how in the hell are you going to capture the essence of what music is really all about? Because you and I both know music is not about what somebody records in a New York studio with a multimillion dollar equipment that can make even me sound good. How are you going to capture the essence of what music really is? That's a great question, and we have been going over this, and I think it's going to be the same for the documentary as capturing all the music is. I'm going to get out of the way and let the stories tell the story. Like, There's people here with all the stories, and there's musicians that have them, and there's the interviews that we have that have the stories that go back to the history of everything, and as long as I don't try to impose my will on anything too much, those stories will will naturally come out. And I think, you know, getting as raw as I can with the film, and that's probably a good thing because I'm very raw as, as a filmer, but uh, I think, you know, that, that kind of matches up well with what we're trying to do is we can allow the the music that's there and being made right in front of us. Natural, amazing, emotional, genius music that's being made right in front of us and just kind of let that speak for itself. So like a storyteller, like I'm a Choctaw, and, and Indians, we don't have a whole lot of written history. What we have are storytellers. And so a, a great storyteller, they get out of the way and let the story speak for itself. So what you're telling me is you're doing exactly that, getting out of the way and telling the story. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I needed to push along a plot or push along a story on somebody. I mean, the people that we interview and the musicians and the, the songs themselves will tell the stories. So I think, you know, getting out of the way is a great way to put it. It's, it's, it's there. So I'll let the people that have experienced it and, and are living it tell the story that, you know, I'll just be there to capture it. Okay. A- Amy is, is a mild and, and uh, very humble musician, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that way. And since, <laughs> you're a, since, since uh, you, I've got you on the line, tell me how in the hell, how in the world can people donate and give money to this great cause? Because nothing is greater to our cause 
to develop humanity than music because music touches everybody. How in the world can people contribute to this and become something part of something better than themselves? That was a great one. Um, just go to the Kickstarter website, kickstarter.com, and all you have to do is search Local Honey, and we're the first project that comes up. Um, it'll be right there at the top in the search bar, and we will be the first one that comes up. Um, and speaking of that, you know, if you get there and you do want to donate, there's some amazing prizes donated by these amazing musicians and, and everybody around that uh, definitely give you a little motivation to give a little bit more to. So for those people that may have a, a great religious preference, it, it's probably by God's design that you're the first project that comes up, is it not? Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty special, and we're, we're we're getting there. So how much more money do you need to, to uh, accomplish this great cause? Uh, $4,900 and 87 No, 73 Sorry. It changed today. We're going for $100,000 because I, I, I want a llama, <laughs> a mini llama, which I, checked, I found out recently there's no thing as a mini llama. Those are just baby llamas. So a new baby llama every year because, you know, once they grow up, they're not mini. <laughs> you just need an alpaca. They're little mini llamas. So, Amy, you've got some fun stuff to talk about now. You're going you're gonna to talk to us, so go ahead. Love a chance to introduce one of our amazing 15 players on the album and somebody that I deeply respect. His name is Michael Jordan, and he is here with his very beautiful girlfriend, Ollie. Ollie, Ollie, And uh, Michael is one of those performers, and we were actually watching footage of you today from the Plaza show, that once you see him, you get it. He is amazing. He's unlike any other player here in town. And also, um, the things you write about, the the way you perform. I'm way I'm building you up here, aren't I? He's looking at me, he's like, What are you doing, lady? Jeez Louise, you give me the fucking phone. But without further ado, if this is Michael Jordan, I would like him to say hello to everybody. Hello everyone out there in Radio Land. I don't play basketball very well, but I have been playing guitar for uh almost Eighteen years now, when I think about it, which seems kind of crazy, but um, I don't know. Guitar and songwriting has been the most, other than my mother, been the most consistent thing in my life, ever. Like it is every day, what I do, and I play a lot of guitar. You know, sometimes an hour a day, sometimes four hours a day, but it's never practice. It's always like something I want to do, something I love to do. And the things I write about are everyday life. Like, I don't know, I always had this thing when I was growing up, like I never wanted to write a, uh, I don't know where I'm going with any of this, by the way. I'm just sort of like rambling. But I never wanted to write a love song. So I thought like love songs were just everywhere. Everyone wrote a love song. Kind of lost its appeal to me. And I just wanted to write something that was anything but a love song. Something that could actually really feel your heart and soul without talking about love, which I know is silly, but to me it was important because I thought there was other things that music could do. Music could be a functional thing. You know, like so much energy is expended upon music. Like look at a concert. You have the energy that people have spent to dance, the physical energy that they've spent dancing the energy that they spent at work in order to buy the tickets in order to get into that show, the energy that was spent 
on the sound system to run that show, there's so much energy that's involved with music. And so when you sort of like can focus and harness that in a, in a way, sometimes you can, you can get a different effect out of music than you normally Because the thing about this project is that there's 15 of us and we do this with our, our lives, our souls. Like, they're all like me. They all live and breathe and sleep and dream this music. And that's what we do with our lives. And we're trying to do something that harnesses that energy and goes a little bit beyond the dancing that the music brings or the, you know, the little scene that we have in the club that we're playing in at the time. We're trying to show our lives and our histories and where we came from, the ripple ripple effect, yeah, you know, the the way we inspire each other, just the same as these old guys that used to play pre-segregation in St. Augustine and Steve Ray Vaughn and, like, we think our gigging life is hard, hard. exactly, we're, it's it's really intense when I start to think about, like, you know, I'm, I'm bummed that I have to sit at a club and play in the in the sun all day for four hours when it's like, you know, I, I, it makes me think of the uh, the song Dire Straits. I got a blister on my pinky. You got a blister on my thumb. You know, it's like oh, you can't really complain about this kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm just really honored to be a part of local honey and to have a channel to maybe hopefully inspire some other folks to. Play more music. Well, Michael, I got something for you because you guys are kind of young. You may not remember this, but if you remember during my generation, there's a thing called Vietnam War. And if it wasn't John Lennon, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, people like that, George Harrison, who were talking about what was going on there, we probably would still be in Vietnam because there was a lot of people making a lot of money at that point in time. Your, your guys' cause, your cause is probably even more significant because, as Amy's song machine, we are turtle shells. We don't really realize what's happening to our country, to our economy. You're bringing forth something that's even more powerful because you're allowing people at a local level to express themselves and bypass corporate America. That's powerful. No, I, I totally agree. You know, it's, it's really interesting, especially as a songwriter, because I am a songwriter, and a lot of people might know me as a guitar player because I do some pretty out-of-the-ordinary things to the guitar, but I've always dreamed to be a songwriter. And the techniques that I've come up to play with on the guitar have just been tools in order to make better songs. And when I think about songwriting these days, there's very little real songwriters left. You know, like you look at, listen to country music, none of those players that are singing your favorite country song have written that song. Those have been, those are songs written by your local musician from local honey who got a deal in Nashville and they sold that song that end up sitting in some, some studio for four years until they got somebody to record it. And then that recording was sent to an actual artist in quotes artist who then bought that song and bought the rights and recorded it and releases it under their name. So that's like, that's what we deal with. That, that, is, that is what we deal with. You know, like, if Merle Haggard was a songwriter today, he would, I really don't think he would be famous. 
which is really a shame. I don't know if any of you folks know Merle Haggard, but like, you know, Town Van Zandt, where would he be? Yeah, they're sold. The Amer- we're, we're sold that they're artists because it's under their face and their name and all of the illusion that these particular artists have written it. When the truth is, is that no, no, baby, smoke and mirrors. That's a pretty face that was put behind some uh, some really nice recording software to sell a lot of albums. Absolutely, and no, no, baby. the song songs like uh, I'm biased because I'm a songwriter and it's my life. But songs come from a really serious, intense part of yourself, and I've written songs where. I was laying in my underwear naked on my bedroom floor. I know that's bad to say, but it's the truth. Like, I have been in some of the worst parts of my life and written the most amazing songs. And, like, these people out here that are celebrities writing these crazy songs, they're not writing those songs. Most of it has been prefabricated and cookie-cut for you and for your pleasure, and you don't get to see the actual real origin of these these songs and where they come from. And that's a lot of what I write about. When I was saying earlier, I don't like to write, write love songs. It's because I want to write songs about the BP oil spill. And I want to write songs about the homeless man that came up to me and told me a poem that was 10 minutes long and rhymed perfectly and was so crazy. But he smelled like alcohol the whole time. I had no idea how he pulled it off. And it's like those are the crazy, weird moments that I want to write, that I want to push forward. I don't Music is more functional to me than just uh, a good feeling. It's all feelings. So, I don't know. But you're fighting on a tremendous opponent because, and I'll tell you what, we had, I don't remember exactly when, but a friend of ours, Joe Hupp, was on our show, oh, maybe a month and a half ago, and you brought up Merle Haggard. He used to handle Merle Haggard. He handled the Oak Ridge Boys. He handled George Jones and Tammy Wynette. So he came, Joe came from an era where people wrote their own stuff, and if they didn't, they give credit to the songwriters. Well, and then we skipped a whole generation, and Joe will tell you what's wrong with music today is they've got it figured out, a system, a formula, what the public will buy. So they keep feeding them what they will buy. You're coming along, so you have a lot of people on the other side who are a little bit older who are encouraging you to want you to win. But do you realize how hard this is going to be? Because you're fighting against corporate America telling the people what they want. Do I realize how hard it is? Uh, I would be really in the dark if I didn't realize how hard it is. Because I've, I've been playing guitar since I was 12. I'm 30 now, so I've got 18 years of songwriting and I have been doing that my whole life like every day since I got my guitar I've been trying to write a song every day like it's in my mind all time so like I realize when I'm writing a song that is going to make me happy or it's going to make my crowd whoever that may be happy and it's sort of like you know I really think about it it's really important to me not just for the performance that I might give, but it's important to me as for me, the person that I am, that I enjoy my own performance when I sing a song or when I write a song. Like, I want to do something that I've never heard. When I think in my head about the song, I want to do something that's, that makes me go, wow, man, I've never heard of that. I want to do that. You know, I want to try and make that happen. I'm always trying to do something that I've never done before. I think that's a Vincent Van Gogh, Van, Van Gogh quote, something like that. He's always trying to do something that he's unable to incapable of doing until he's capable of doing it so it's yeah i understand how difficult it is and i don't care 
really. I don't care. That's not important to me. My music is important. And that other stuff is just like, what can you do? <laughs> Well, well thank you. You, you do what you do, absolutely, and we appreciate what you artists do. But if you artists perform your hearts out and there wasn't somewhere there to capture it, to capture it on video, to be our photography, to be our director of photography, then we'd have a real problem, right? So um, we have somebody that's putting this all together, and Eric. I'm going to pop over to you just really fast. I want you just to tell us a little bit about who we're about to hear from and just um, give us a great introduction because you know this important figure in this whole production way better than I. So just give us a little background here on who we're about to hear from. Um, well, this gentleman sitting to my left here is uh, Sina Aslami. Um, he was a friend of Amy's, and we got introduced to that route, but, uh, you know, me and Harry were talking about it earlier with, uh, you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, and it makes you look smarter, so uh, this is one of the people that are smarter than me, that that have been lucky enough to accept this challenge and do it full force, and and he's sitting right here, so, Cena, say hello to everybody. How's it going? Yeah, uh, Eric is smarter than me. I may know more about cameras, but I can't <laughs> play the guitar, so he's he's got me beat there. Each um, one of us has our part, man. Each one of us has our part. That's right. Um, so, I mean, I guess I can tell you how I got started with the project. I was, uh, I walked in Stogie's, a local bar here, and uh, I sat down next to Amy, and she greeted me warmly like she always does. And uh, I was like, how's it going? She's like, how's it going? And I started telling her about what I do, and then she's like, oh, that's funny. We have a documentary coming up. So uh, that's how I got involved initially. And uh, I started as, you know, a second camera, but slowly my experience sort of uh, service to it, photography, basically just really helping Eric uh, with his vision, uh, helping it to be uh, a more casual, uh, honest piece than anything sort of driven in any direction. Um, it's it's just a really special project to be on because it, it doesn't feel like work. It's it, uh, these all all these musicians are people I I know or have run into. Luckily, I get to meet a few new people. But I mean, Michael Jordan, for example, I, I remember three years ago he was playing on the street and I bought uh, a CD from him and he had like these permanent marker designs drawn all over his CDs and they were each their own unique design on the cover. I mean, you know, I've seen a couple of these artists over the years playing downtown, and and uh, my role was basically to make them uh, look as good as possible, uh, make a make a pretty picture, make it look honest. Okay, t- tell me this: Why, for for our listening audience, I'm I'm energized, I'm excited, I believe in you guys. I, I think this is tremendous. I think it's very very great for the soul of our country, but why in the heck should anybody care about what you're doing? I mean, th- this is grassroots here. I mean, th- this is a community thing. This is this is the way our nation, sh- I mean, should be going. We, we should start at the local community level first if we have any sort of, you know, chance of a, of a holistic nation, you know, and uh, just to 
I don't know, just to highlight what's going on in St. Augustine besides, you know, the elections or, or uh, the, the road mapping that's going on. You know, we, we have some really great people in town, really great musicians. I mean, this, th- this should be going on everywhere. I feel like there should be a local scene everywhere. I feel like, uh, you know, yes. It's time for it's time for communities to sort of come together and uh, expose their their gems that they have in in uh, their cities. Like Michael was talking about, I mean, it's it's getting too cookie cutter. It's getting too mainstream. The way everybody's listening to this, and uh, hopefully, this project will really energize people about the beautiful things that are going on within their own community. I think I think you hit it on the head. I think that's this this what you're highlighting can take place anywhere. I mean, St. Augustine may have a rich cultural history and music, but there's a story that each of us can tell. There's a story that each town can tell, and I uh, and I think what's happened is we become so fascinated with Kim Kardashian and how big her butt's getting that we have forgotten exactly you know what's made this country great. So I admire you guys for doing what you're doing. And I have to, I have to throw in here, and Tina, everything you've said, 100%, I agree with. And I think that for as much of our youth right now that is apathetic, there are equal parts of us that are fucking hungry. Hungry for change. Hungry for uh, expression and realness. And you can only be said bullshit for so long before you realize that, you know, I can make my own bullshit. And it's going to be a lot more honest than anything that would sell on the top ten chart. And, like, growing up in this generation, I stopped listening to the radio maybe ten years ago. Because what was going to inspire me became evident. I'm not going to find that on my mainstream FM dial. It was in the voices of my friends. It was in the stuff we were writing and the stuff we were doing. And there was a time that art depicted the common man, the common people, and what has happened that not only is that not happening anymore, but there, there's almost no market for, for reality, which is so hilarious because reality TV seems to be doing so well. <laughs> it's not my reality. So I just had to chime in because that is a big part of it. But what's also funny is that that has evolved naturally in this project. This project wasn't originally going to be this scope. But now that it's here, it's undeniable. It's the elephant in the room, and I'm just happy to have a fingerprint in it and to be able to to be part of that, even if it's just our story. Who in the world told you you could do this? I mean, you're taking on a project. I don't know exactly what you're doing at the moment that struck you, but who in the world told you that you had the ability to make a film and to put music to it and talk to people who've been around 20 years, where do you get these kind of balls? I mean, come on now, girl. What makes you think you can do this? You know what? Mama got balls, and Mama's going to do it. And nobody nobody told me that I couldn't do it, and it's better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. So, <laughs> so there we go. Michael has something he'd like to add. I'd like to pass this on to Michael. Not so much that I wanted to add as much as uh, highlight what it's not on speaker. Oh, uh, not so much that I wanted to add as much as highlight uh, that 
this isn't something that's uh, unique to St. Augustine as far as the community that is that has got gems, you know, like Seema was saying earlier, like, I've played in St. Augustine for the last three years, and before that I played in Asheville for two years, and before that I played in Williamsport, Pennsylvania for a year and a half, and before that I played in Cleveland, Ohio for a year and a half, and before that I played in Asheville for another year and a half. And I've gone on tours across the country, and I've been in numerous different musical communities that were spectacular in and of themselves and had amazing, amazing, inspiring people that, that no one ever hears of, that no one ever hears of. And, and that's something that I think the local honey is, is broadcast the idea that you are special and that your music is important and to keep doing it, whether or not you are a star or you're not a star or anybody knows who you are or what, you know, your community knows who you are. And those four people in the, in the show or those 400 people in the show are going to be moved by what you do and, and to keep doing it despite who is in the show or how many people are in the show. And I don't know. I just I like the idea that multiple communities can share this same thing that we're highlighting in St. Augustine. And that's, that's, that's it. Well, Deborah, close by. Tell me this. Because you've played all over the country, and you've kind of confirmed what we alluded to earlier. The local honey could go from St. Augustine to Cleveland to Williamsport. Whoever wanted to highlight their community, it could be done, and you guys are setting the stage for a big country come together. Would that be fair to say? I think, you know, if the, if the formula works, and by formula I mean camaraderie, I mean a fellowship, in the sense of it's not just the 15 people on the album, that there's three local recording studios that are coming together over this. On top of our 20 interviews, which spanned easily the last 50 years, 50, 60 years, camaraderie is what's going to make it happen, which is what's so funny because typically any art, there, it's going to be, there's an ego center. But the truth is, is that we are so much stronger together and that spans generations, genres, it spans um, even experience and, and, you know, technicality experience where you can have somebody who has the hunger and the drive and then you've got somebody who has the hunger and the drive and the experience and if you bring it all together, you're creating, it's literally like a monster art piece. Jesus, a weave. <laughs> make so a movie, they said. To, It'll be fun, to, they said. Tomorrow night... September 2nd, you're doing something, and I don't even know what it is, so can you enlighten people tonight, and maybe we can post on Facebook tomorrow to let people know even more about what are you doing tomorrow night? So tomorrow night is very special. Tomorrow night is our official halfway point. I know, and we've come so much farther than halfway, which is brilliant. Um, We're calling it the halfway home. And we're having it here at the Barley Republic from 7 o'clock on. There's going to be, I believe, minimum of five acts. We've added two other musical acts today. So it's just going to be music. We're going to have T-shirts for sale. Anybody who wants to make a donation but doesn't necessarily want to do it through the website, they can come here. We're going to have a big donation bucket and moving forward. So we've got a little bit ways to go. 
and a little bit of time to get there, and I'm hopeful everyone I've talked to has said, you know, Amy, you're going to make this. This is going to happen. This is going to happen, and I believe in manifesting. But, baby, until that money's in the bank, ain't nothing real. So, you know, like, it's, it's still pressure time. I'll, I'm going to lose, like, 20 pounds of mental weight on the 18th of August, September. Oof. So tomorrow night... Someone could come to St. Augustine, Florida. So they could be literally in Boston, Massachusetts at night. We have these things called airplanes and jets. They could fly down here, come and buy a T-shirt, and they could have all these people sign it and autograph it, and it could be an historical event that they could sell you know, 20 years from now and make a ton of money and get a return on their investment. So you're giving people the opportunity to invest in a project and capitalize their gain and write that jet plane ticket all the way down here as an expenditure of investment so it could be a tax write-off for them. Absolutely. You know, people support the arts in many different ways all across the country every day of their lives. And if they want to come and buy a plane ticket, they can have a lock of my golden hair. <laughs> there we go. So so how much would a T-shirt cost? If you had to guess, how much would we are, We're selling the T-shirts for 20 and I do want to say that they were very generously donated by – a local printing company, and the owner of the printing company is also in a local band. So it's all it's all connected, and he, without any prompting, contacted us. It was Skinny Lizard Printing and said, hey, I believe in what you're doing. And that's been the, the best thing is, like, this has grown from this. It's just mind-blowing how many people I was lucky enough to sit down with our vice mayor this week and our – county commissioner who is in charge of the 450th celebration who this week is entertaining with the king of spain and we talked literally an hour before he got on the plane and he was like this is amazing i want to be part i don't know what capacity so the city has reached out we've been gifted the panavidra concert hall for our premiere for free which means that we can turn around and we can anything that we make that evening we can donate to a local charity which I want to do, obviously, a local arts-based nonprofit, whether it's early uh, elementary music education or even our high school. Like, we have a um, UNF Jazz Society and the St. Augustine's Jazz Society have a scholarship in common. So every year they pick a student and they pay for their four years of college to go and study jazz at UNF. So it's brilliant, and it's it's truly the, the coming together of a lot of different worlds and people and it's scary. So, so <laughs> you've terrified. done something. You you have done something for free. Basically, petitions of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to do is come together because, what I understand, you have Democrats, Republicans, old, young, all sorts of races come together on one project for the betterment of mankind, and yet we have people with a whole bunch of degrees, we pay a whole lot of money, that can't seem to talk to one another up in Congress. Now, tell me this. Can I tell you why? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. You can interrupt. It's because I'm not worried about being reelected for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's the trick. Maybe they shouldn't worry about getting reelected, just do the right thing. Exactly. Because tomorrow tomorrow night, you're selling T-shirts that people can purchase, and, and you possibly get a lock of hair if they come down from Boston. And, and, and it could be autographed T-shirts. It's a limit, too. Mama here. can't have a bald spot. Jesus coming up. <laughs> so at the, and that's tomorrow night at the Barley Republic at 48 Spanish Street in St. Augustine, Florida. Is that correct? That is, that is correct, yes. 
and and you will be here. All of you just reminded me of something wonderful. There is parking available. If you come downtown, for those of you who are listening right now who know St. Augustine and know the construction going on, having on-site parking for an event is a huge deal. And when you come to the event, free parking, on-site, it's to the left of the building. Worth noting, for sure. Awesome. And they have craft beer, so you could actually fly from Boston, come here, drink some beer that was made in Denver, Colorado, in Fort Collins, Colorado, Get a lock of your hair and a T-shirt, and it all could be a tax write-off. So There's they need a to disclaimer, come though, not to be used for voodoo purposes. That's the uh, <laughs> you can have the hair, just you know, sign a voodoo clause. <laughs> okay, so now tell me, Sarah and Red were very kind to us tonight. What have we forgotten? What does the general public need to know? I will tell you one thing, though. Anybody that's listening, anybody here tonight, what they need to do tonight and tomorrow. They need to contact everybody possible and let them know that this is taking place tomorrow night. And if they can't be here tomorrow night, then we need to make sure they give some money because this is too great of a project for us and our country to let it go by. We cannot let you fail. You have put yourself out there to help us. It is time for us to help you. So what do we need to know that we haven't covered tonight? Well, there's two things. Number one if you go to kickstarter.com and you search Local Honey, we're the first project that comes up. And I dare anybody listening to watch the four-minute video and not get the intent of the project. Okay, I believe that the intent is pure in what we're trying to do. The second thing is that the gratitude. That would be the other thing to highlight tonight. Like if there were one thing prevailing even tonight with uh, Sarah and Red here at Barley Republic and what they're getting ready to do for us tomorrow. Skinny Lizard Printing, the city of St. Augustine, the Prince of Wales has donated money. We have 93 backers. And when you look at that, that's a big number. But when you look at 93 backers versus 11 grand, that's very humbling. And that's not to mention the 20 people locally who have put their energy behind it for our big interviews the 15 local players, the three local recording studios, which will be five when it's all said and done, which I don't know if you know anything about recording studios, but they don't, they don't usually work together. <laughs> you know? so, so it's brilliant. And so the gratitude would be the biggest thing where even if, knock on wood, we don't get our money, which I'm not saying we won't, but what I'm saying is what I've been shown from my community in this last month has blown me away. And I'm so happy to be part of this city and to have these friends and to have this talent around me that it's been beautiful thus far. I can't wait to see what happens. So you need approximately $5,000 left. That's all we got to do is get about $5,000. So what we need to do is get people to reach deep down into their pockets and give it so we can receive some more money. Do I hear an amen? Amen. Can I hear an amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have it. You've heard it from the stars themselves. Anybody else that we haven't heard from tonight that needs to add to this? Because what fascinates me is you're combining film and music, and that should touch the logical people with the more soulful people. So I don't know why in the world someone wouldn't wouldn't want to become involved in something greater themselves. Now, something else that everybody, everybody I know wants to see their name and lights are on the big screen, and you're going to make that possible. Amy, your team is making that possible. Absolutely. Anybody who donates is going to get a credit in the documentary and also in the liner notes. So 
you will have, I mean, it, it takes a village to raise a child, and it might take a city to make this project happen. <laughs> I mean, we're not raising babies, but we're making an album. It's a big deal. No, I, don't, I mean, I don't have kids. I don't know how that goes, but. Absolutely, and the other rewards that we have on the Kickstarter are side posters, house shows, box set of local music, signed uh, signed album and poster is one of them. Tickets to the big party, the night of filming, is another. So I have a question. How do you stand your best shot of winning these so-called prizes, donating $100 or donating $10, 10 pounds? Ooh, oh. definitely $100. Definitely. Because <laughs> if you donate the 10, you get your name in the credits. But if you donate the 100, you get the signed poster and the complete physical uh, copy signed by the cast and your name in the credits. So. I will see that course at all. I just have to say, my last little word for tonight is I've never felt cooler. <laughs> I, have, I have never been in the presence of so many talented musicians and artists. And, you know, I am... Um, I, I can't sing a note, or I do sound just like a tail in the shower. But it's just been it's just been really nice sharing this love tonight and being with these magicians, you know, not magicians, artists. Well, I'm a part-time magician. That's okay. Yeah, that, and um, I've never felt cooler. So thank you for that. Well, I think I think what's what's most important is. We have, I don't know how the idea came about in all honesty. I don't know whether Eric and Amy were, were sitting around thinking one night or whether it was just Amy woke up in the middle of the night. But what, what, need, what we need to underscore more than anything else is, is one person decided to do something and to make a change, do something greater than themselves. We have a society right now that is so myopic and so focused on themselves that they forget that there's a world out there. And, I, you know, I want to congratulate Amy, and I want this to go down that everybody listens to. She has done something that I wish more and more people would do, and that's to stand up and be counted. She has taken with her her dream and a city and made a dream possible and, and acknowledging everybody else along the way. We need more people like that and up and be counted, and we really do. Now, Amy, I know you're still on the line, so I want to ask you one more time. Remember, I'm from Oklahoma, and I'm old. So tell me again, repeat it, spell it out if you have to, send up smoke signals, I don't care. How do we contribute money? The best way is to go to kickstarter.com, just type in two simple words, local honey. We're the first one that comes up and you'll recognize us by our logo, which is a bee, a very big honey bee. Click on the video, it's 4 minutes and 53 seconds. And it outlines everything, the players that are involved, what we want to do, what the money that we're trying to raise, our intention of where we will take that money and what we will do with it. And I think that it speaks, it speaks a, for the project. And a, and $100 or even $10, but most people can give 10 bucks. And let's say somebody feels really charitable and they give $100. We can have our name on that screen and it goes down forever, forever and ever and ever. So all the past sins that we've ever done in our life can be erased if they just donate enough money to your cause. Is that correct? Baby, that's a gospel. That's a gospel. <laughs> that's a gospel. That's a gospel. Well, I have nothing more. Are you sure there's nothing more that you can say? We've got to plead. We've got to beg. I don't care. I ain't too proud to beg for money, people. You need to give money to this cause right now in order to make your life all better. If you don't give, 
Someone may knock at your door and say, hey, I need the money now, and it may be me. So give money. Go to kickstarter.com. Pull up Local Honey. It'll be the first one there because it's God's wish that you give. That's why it's number one. So therefore, that's all I got to say. Terry, you're a magical being. Robin, yeah, you're a mystical, yeah, yeah. magical being. For yeah. those of you listening, thank you for supporting the Legacy Forum. Both Harry and Robin are two of the best people I know who have done nothing but support me since the day I've met them. Which was what? Three years? Wow, about three years ago. About yeah. three years ago. And we've been stalking you ever since. And I love it. Trust me, out of all the stalkers a girl could have. You guys are awesome. It's been a fun ride. We've enjoyed watching you grow. We've enjoyed you as you brought others up with you. That's what truly makes you outstanding is that you're not just out about your own agenda. You bring others with you. You want to encourage your other local artists. And that is, it's all about caring and sharing and giving, and that's what you are. So I'm looking forward to hearing and seeing Local Honey. I thank you all for spending this time with us tonight. And I think it's just appropriate to go out with another Amy Hendrickson tune tonight, Rock Gods, because... What? Weird news? Okay, we got to do weird news first. We can't go out yet. I got all taken up in the moment, and Harry must have some good weird news for us tonight. So here we go. Weird so listen up. news. Police are scratching their heads. Yes, they are. They're scratching their heads trying to work out who donated a human skull to a thrift store in Austin, Texas. Homicide detective Derek Israel said Wednesday that foul play is not suspected, and he just wants to know how the adult skull came to be left at the Goodwill store. Goodwill staff discovered the skull while sifting through the donations on July 16th. This is at least the fourth skull to be donated to Goodwill. I wonder if the people that donate the skulls claim this as a deduction for charitable giving on their taxes. Weird news. So what amount would you claim if you were claiming a skull? I have no idea. But as we were going to before, we're going to hear from Amy. We're going to hear from some more of these other local artists because they're going to send us the music. We'll be bringing it to you as the weeks go by. But tonight we have some Amy, and we're going to hear from her. We're going to go out tonight with the rock gods because all these guys right here, they're joining those ranks soon. Let's born melancholy. It always surrounds me It's easy to be blue When your eyes always match your mood But it's not fun to dance to It's worth the romance too I've got to change it, rearrange it And teach my rock how to roll Here we go Here we go, yeah I've been praying to the rock gods Gonna bring in the big dogs See if they can help me to grow 
Laughing and talking to Jimmy Jabber with Janice Story I spoke to Lennon too The Outtake Girls do your thing Let it squeal, let it rain Free the beast from the cage Walker's music's divine And this is free state of mind It means everything It's all I dream about Well, it took me too long To figure it out Okay, Well, it's only a dream if you don't live. 